Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker, All the Games. This is episode 17. We're coming at you from the northeast of the United States, September 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke, Hops, Nuclear Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today, where we'll be focusing on Razdoogie. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Razdoogie, and you'll get to hear about my recent play since the last episode, as well as some recent news in the poker world. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Since poker is a social game, and I'm a brewer and enjoy beer, as usual, I'll be cracking open a beer for today's episode. As we come into the fall with cooler weather, we near the holiday seasons, which include beers limited to this time of year. This time of year starts with some of my favorites, along with the cool evening weather comes October Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers. With Oktoberfest in full swing in Germany and Oktoberfest beers aplenty in the United States. Today's beer is a nice, easy drinker, and besides those from Germany, which are some of the best, is from a brewery I've talked about before, Samuel Adams, and this is their Oktoberfest. I'm pouring this one from a 12-ounce bottle into a Spiegelow lager glass, which is perfect for this beer. It's a wide, taller glass, allowing for a big head of foam, as is expected from a German-style lager. In Germany, a big head of foam is standard. Let's have a smell. Ah, nice. Wonderful multi-aroma, as expected in a Marzen, better known as Oktoberfest. I also get that uh, that lager, beery smell that is standard for this style and for Sam Adams, likely coming from the yeast they use for this beer and their standard Sam Adams Boston lager. Let's have a look. Oh, nice big head of foam, like I mentioned, which is the standard for this style of beer. Since Marzen Oktoberfest style has a lot of maltiness, a thick foam is expected as the more malt proteins are in a beer, the foamier it generally is. Which is why I mentioned that this Spiegelow lager glass is perfect, as there is plenty of room for all the foam. Also, there's a nice deep red amber color with this beer, and wonderfully clear, which I expect from a large commercial brewery. Now the best part, let's have a taste. Not bad. I'm getting a lot of that maltiness coming across, uh, that comes across strong in the aroma. Yeah, quite a bit in the taste, as the aroma would indicate. Very little bitterness, which is right on point. Let's have another sip. 
Mm, nice. All in all, an easily drinkable Oktoberfest beer. Um, uh, maybe a little disappointing. The flavor is a little flat, coming across a little flat to me. Um, the malt flavor should pop a bit more. Um, and from past experience, I remember that more in the previous years. Um, but like I said, all in all, an easily drinkable Oktoberfest. Um, and uh, this one comes in, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, coming in at 5.3% ABV. And while I keep sip, sipping on this, let's get on to talking some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, a player, or a card room manager, our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering Raz Doogie. Let me spell that for everybody. R-A-Z-Z-D-U-G-I. And when you hear the spelling, you'll uh, realize uh, what this game is made up of. But why, why Raz Doogie? Well, similar to, yes, the game Raz, right? R-A-Z-Z in the spelling. And it's other mashup. It's mashed up with the other game, Badoogie. So we have Raz Doogie. We talked about Raz and Badoogie in prior episodes. So now we're going to mash them up. And uh, that's why we're going with Raz Doogie in this episode. Let's get to the general play and rules. So this is a combination of two games, as I've said, Raz and Badoogie, with fixed limit betting and played in a stud poker format. Therefore, it is a split pot game because it's two games in one. It's a split pot, but not a high-low split pot. So half of the pot goes to the best five-card Raz hand, with the other half of the pot going to the best Badoogie hand. Like other split pot games, one player can scoop the entire pot. If one player has both, I thought I took care of all the buzzing and <laughs> alarms on the phones, but apparently not. So if one player has both the best Raz hand and also the best Badoogie hand, that player scoops the entire pot. Now, just as a reminder, the best Raz hand is simply the lowest five card hand where straights and flushes do not count against the low. So ace, deuce, three, four, five with any suits would be the best Raz hand for half of the pot. The best Badoogie hand is the lowest four card hand that is both unsuited and unpaired. So ace, deuce, three, four, rainbow is the best Badoogie hand. And as we talked about in the Badoogie episode, if no one has a four card Badoogie, then the best card Tris or tries, however uh, you might hear it pronounced, spelled T-R-I-S, which is the best three-card uh, Badoogie hand, would win half the pot if no one, like I said, has a four-card Badoogie. All right, let's get on to how to play, how to deal and play Razdoogie. Here are the specifics. An ante is used for any player at the table wishing to be dealt into a hand. After the ante is posted, three cards are dealt to each player, two down and one up. The player with the highest up card, which is also known as the door card, so the highest door card, that player with, with the highest door card ranked by suit, and from highest to lowest, the order of the suits are spades, hearts, diamonds, and clubs. So the highest door card, and if there's a duplicate showing, ranked by, 
ranked from highest to lowest, spades, hearts, diamonds, and clubs, that person uh, pays the bring-in. Play continues around the table with subsequent players either folding, matching the bring-in, raising to a larger amount, known as completing. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, a card is burned, and another card, known as 4th Street, is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the lowest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned, and a fifth card, known as 5th Street, is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the lowest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, another card is burned, and a sixth card, known as Sixth Street, is dealt face up to each player still in the hand. Another round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the lowest hand showing and continuing clockwise around the table. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, a final card is burned and a seventh card known as Seventh Street is dealt now face down to each player still in the hand. Another final round of betting takes place, beginning with the player with the lowest hand showing, which would be the same as what was on 6th Street because no more up cards are there. So the same player that started action on 6th Street now also starts the action on 7th Street and continues clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where one or two winners is determined with the best Raz hand from five of the seven cards in a player's hand winning half of the pot and the best Padugi hand, consisting of four or three-card hand, um, if there's no best four-card Padugi, winning the other half of the pot. And of course, if one player has both the best Raz hand and also has the best Padugi hand, that player scoops the entire pot. And as we say, the best thing to do in any mixed game, the goal in each and every mixed game especially you know when it's a split, split pot game um the goal there is to scoop the entire pot you're trying to win both sides of it that's how you really have an edge um in split pot mixed games okay so that's the deal and play of Razdugi. let's go over some beginners tips for Razdugi to get you started remember remember right the first rule as i always mention in any of these uh mixed games Remember the object and rules of the game, right? Remember the rules. Those are the, that's the biggest, biggest piece of it uh, when you're going in. Make the best five-card Raz hand and or the best four-card Badoogie hand or the best three-card Badoogie hand if no one has a four-card. So that's some of the basic rules and objects of the game. Make the best five-card Raz hand and the best Badoogie hand. Remember, aces play low. Straights and flushes do not count against the Raz hand, but remember they do count. Uh, uh, flushes do count against the Badugi hand, um, so you cannot have uh, suited or paired cards for the Badugi side of it. But straights and flushes do not count against the Raz hand. So keep keep those rules straight, and you have already um, have an edge over some other players who are going to struggle to remember the rules of the game. Tip. Number two, good Badugi hands are made easier b- 
because the game is played like stud. And so each player gets seven cards and doesn't have to make discards. So you have, you actually end up with seven cards to try to make your best Badoogie hand. So um, it's easier to make a Badoogie hand, uh, you know, in a poker hand for the stud side, you need to use five cards. So if you only have to use four, it's a little easier, but it's also tougher, right, in the sense that um, none of them can be suited or paired as far as the Badoogie hand. Play fast if you have three different suits of low cards on 3rd Street. Play your hand fast and aggressively, which means betting uh, or raising, depending on where uh, what position you end up being in for that particular on 3rd Street. Without three different suits on 3rd Street, play stronger for the Raz portion of the pot, right? So if on 3rd Street you don't have three different suits, suits uh, try to work on the Raz hand a little more, and you might end up backing into a winning Badoogie hand too. And the, the final beginner's tip for Raz Doogie, pay attention to your opponent's card. This is the same uh, tip that you'll hear in stud, in any stud format game. Pay attention to your opponent's cards. That is, look how many of the cards that you still need might already be dead because they're a part of someone else's hand. And that that uh, plays into the stud part as well as the Badoogie uh, part. All right, let's talk about my recent play since episode 16. So, uh, you know, I've been talking about a home game. So the home game's been, uh, been actually a lot of action. We have a, uh, we've gotten some, some additional players. So we pretty much have a, a full ring game, full table of folks, and we, uh, we have a, a dealer that we uh, throw a few bucks to. So we have a pretty much a full-time dealer for each of the games and a, a full table so far, which brings a lot of action and a lot of cash, a lot of money, a lot of money on the table. So with new players, right, comes uh, comes people that you need to get used to. So there's some some of these new folks I uh, I have to sort of get used to their style of play. And talking about a lot of players, a lot of gamble, a lot of money. Um, there's something that this crew has brought to the game. Besides, besides the uh, Texas Hold'em that we play, uh, when we wrap that up for the night, uh, basically cash everyone out, settle everything up, we see who's interested in playing what they call a fast cash. So they call this fast, fast cash. So let me describe fast cash for you. <laughs> Talk about gamble. Here we go. Basically, a dollar amount is decided on until at least two players, you need at least two players, right? Usually there's more, but uh, a dollar amount is sort of going back and forth until a minimum of two players and hopefully more are willing to take a shot. And so far, that dollar amount has been from anywhere from $20 minimum, which is actually on the low side. We only do that just to sometimes try to get some more players in, um, up to $200 per hand. So let's just say for this example, we'll use a $50 wager. Let's say a few people have agreed on a $50 fast cash wager. Each player throws their 50 bucks in the middle. And then basically it's a Texas Hold'em game, but with no additional betting. Essentially, you throw your money in. In this case, let's just say $50, throw your 50 in the middle on a total gamble. It's a crapshoot, but, uh, but they love it. Mainly because I think the game is, you know, we're finished for the night. Um, people still crave an action, so this is a way to get some degen action before closing it out for the night. Uh, and of course, right, like any, like any, uh, like any gamble, depending on your luck, you can end up changing your uh, your score for the night. Maybe you were down on the session, you roll some fast cash, fast cash, and get lucky. You could end up a winner, or uh, vice versa, which is right usually what happens. 
um, and that is you might be up for the night, try to throw down, uh, maybe double or triple up, and uh, you end up losing, and then uh, you could actually <laughs> quickly dissipate the money you've made from playing, hold them in the home game all night on a, on a couple of quick, fast cash. Um, there are a couple of, uh, I actually uh, forgot about part of what goes on, so there's a little bit more to it, not that it means anything as far as the, uh, you know, there's no skill involved, but uh, there is a, everybody who's in the hand gets to cut. So the dealer will shuffle them up, then it'll go around the table, uh, and each person who's, who decided the wager on the fast cash gets to cut the deck before the dealer deals. And if there's more than one fast cash for the night, we'll actually deal the game backwards. The, you know, the cut will go backwards um, from the last seat to the first seat, and the deal will go last to first. And then the subsequent hand would go you know, cutting first to last and uh, dealing first to last like that. Again, it's just, just a little, another little twist in it. Just to feel like you've got a little more, a little more skin in the game besides the pile of uh, money that you threw in on the gamble, feels like if you're at least cutting the deck, I guess maybe, uh, maybe you feel like you, you you've gotten a little more to it since there's no betting, uh, no betting uh, once you get your two hole cards. So uh, anyway, that's that's the fast cash, and uh, we'll see uh, see how it goes. I tried my hand at some fast cash in the last two tries, uh, won some uh, the the first time we did it the first home game and then uh the second time we gave it a go uh i uh i only it was only a 20 dollar wager i lost and uh decided that the enough was enough for me for the uh for the fast cash so anyway something maybe uh if you're hanging out with uh with your your home game or uh something you want to throw into the mix uh try a fast cash uh see if that's something uh something you can get going all right, so that's the home game sort of play that we, we've had um, uh, online, Zippo, nothing. Um, haven't played any online. Uh, good thing because PokerStars had a couple of major technical glitches recently that uh, interrupted some of their play, and as you can imagine, a lot of players are uh, not real pleased about that from a big, uh, from a big uh, online poker house like uh, PokerStars. Haven't made it to the casino since the last episode either. No casino play, but I am thinking of heading to uh, Maryland Live uh, down in the state of Maryland in Hanover, Maryland, to try to uh, maybe try my hand at winning a PokerStars Platinum Pass. I mentioned on episode 13, which happened to be the Badoogie episode, which is, uh, you know, part half of the game in today's episode, Raz Doogie. But anyway, in episode 13, I mentioned that PokerStars would be giving away Platinum Passes to players in the United States. But there weren't many details at that time, except likely most of the giveaways would be on PokerStars online. But uh, the update here is that Maryland Live and Hanover will be giving away a PokerStars Platinum Pass in a live event. It's a $360 buy-in, no-limit hold'em tournament on the first weekend of October 2022. So I'm considering heading that direction to take a shot. We'll see if I can... Uh, come up with the funds and uh, find the time to uh, take a drive down to uh, Maryland Live uh, first weekend of October and uh, try my hand uh, to win a Platinum Pass. Just as a quick recap, the Platinum Pass is worth $30,000. So if you're in the Maryland area and you hear this podcast uh, before the first weekend of, in October, um, head down, get, uh, try your hand at a chance at $30,000 Platinum Pass, which includes 
The $30,000 includes a buy-in to the $25,000 Poker Stars Player Championship, which is going to be in Baja Mar. And again, you can hear more about that. Uh, go back to episode 13 and listen to that. It includes a $25,000 buy-in to that event, plus six nights accommodation, airport transfer, and uh, $1,900 in expenses. So uh, totaling up uh, $30,000. So that's going to be awarded to the uh, to the winner of the uh, $360 Poker Stars Platinum Pass buy-in at uh, Maryland Live. All right, finally, let's talk about some recent news from the poker world. On episode 16, I briefly mentioned that I was I was done, you know, uh, done with the Bryn Kenny BS stories and was wondering why the poker world seemingly forgot about Ali Mshirovich and Jake Schindler and their uh, their infractions, both of which, uh, I, you know, both of whom's infractions I stated in that episode 16 seem to be more punishable um, the, the the infractions that they were facing um, and just kind of a, a little bit of a recap they were involved in using some RTA which is real-time assistance to gain an advantage in online play and Ali as well Ali was seen sort of moving around in his seat at a tournament uh, a live tournament to get a look at another player's cards and as if on cue from episode 16, this past week, both Ali and Jake have been suspended from playing in any poker dope. Jesus, let me, let me take another sip, just what I need, right? Ali and Jake have been suspended from playing in any poker go tournaments for the rest of the year. Now, while the year is coming to a close, right? Not too many months left, but uh, they're forbidden from playing in any and all Poker Go events anywhere they may be held in the world um, for the rest of 2022. And another review apparently will take place to determine their eligibility for 2023. Finally, if you want to learn more about Razdoogie or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, A Comprehensive Introductory Guide to Mixed Games. There, you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of 23 mixed poker games. And you won't have to keep rewinding the podcast to try to follow the rules. The book is more than just the rules and play for 23 mixed games. It's a good reference for definitions on all terms related to poker, so you're comfortable before sitting down at a mixed game table. If you want a clear explanation of things like small and big blinds, antes, Terms such as big blind ante, button ante, straddles, button straddles, kill pots, and so on. Um, it's a great reference book. There's also a chapter on poker history, a chapter on similarities between Hold'em and mixed games, and another chapter on the differences between Hold'em and mixed games to help get you started and comfortable in the mixed game arena. Well, that's all for episode 17, Razdoogie. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R, all the games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com. And join us again in two weeks for episode 18, where we will get into relatively unknown territory for many players and discuss drama dookie. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast poker all the games so you never miss an episode until then may your hands be huge your cards fill both high and low 
and scoop as many pots as you can. Mm-hmm.